All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Box Money Livestream, where we cover everything that's happening in the cryptocurrency space news. Also, pretty crazy, devastating news with Mark Cuban. And we're going to explore a little bit more than just meets the eye here. So we're going to talk about everything that's happening in the cryptocurrency space. Obviously, we saw Mark Cub one of Mark Cuban's strongly supported projects go to zero today. So I was like, wow, okay. We're going to discuss that in detail. We're going to take a look at what's happening on a Bitcoin Ethereum front. We'll take a look at the market. We also have, of course, some special guests joining us today. This is going to be a very casual format where we talk and give insight into news, not just cover news, because I think that's a little bit boring these days. But talk about the depth behind that, and that's a lot more important. I'll also give you a rundown of what I think is happening on the market, why I think everything is going to be pretty interesting. In the, maybe next, <laughs> I'm going to delay this, maybe next one or two months. I'll be realistic here. No more hope me on this channel. We're going to be really realistic and talk about some expectations going on as well. We'll be joined by our good friend, Nate. So, Nate, welcome back onto the live stream. Welcome, welcome, Nate. How are you doing, good sir? Hey, guys. Hey, Box Mining family. Uh, doing well. Doing well. Um, just had dinner, and you know, my my parent, my dad came to visit, and he just left, and he went back to Texas, and uh, yeah, just jumping in here. Life is good. Life is good, good sir. All right, so. Uh, Okay, let's, I'm just organizing some stuff. I'll, I'll do some quick coverage on the market first. I'll talk about a little bit of a rundown of what I think is happening uh, and the kind of view that I'm taking right now. So just like give a rundown of you know um, the, the current market situation. Then me, Nate, and we have a special guest called Crypto Jemmy. Jemmy's going to come and give us some updates as well. So we're going to be well-informed today. So let's start off by the markets and some of the expectations that we have right now now oh by the way guys i i should always say this um before we start make sure you guys smash up those likes it's a youtube thing but it really does matter because youtube algorithm is like you know they like those likes they like those comments so comment up smash up those likes ask them some questions we'll get those all answered today it's everything for everyone today um and i really appreciate your support guys i thank you guys so much for watching um I'm actually still in a kind of a semi-break mode right now, and I'll explain to you why that is right now. And well, let's get started. Let me actually give you the intro as well. Boom. All right, market-wise, I'm not gonna beat around the bush here. Uh, it's one of the most boring weeks I've ever seen. Um, you know, Bitcoin barely made any movements. I mean, it, it tried to push past 40k. All right, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna diminish um, <laughs> the achievements here. So Bitcoin pushed all the way up to 40k, but unfortunately, we were met with very, very, very strong resistance yet again. So you can see, like, let's, this is the Bitcoin charts over here. So throughout the week, you know, Bitcoin tried to breach that 40K mark. And there's a point where we're like, okay, is it going to go a little bit higher? But I think the, the issue right now is that the resistance at these key resistance points is much stronger than a lot of people anticipate. So this is a situation where... You know, it's 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 a situation where for me, I'm just personally sitting on my hands, right? Like, you know, I've I made my plays. I'm not gonna freak out, nor am I gonna FOMO in. I think that's kind of the situation I'm at right now. I feel like the the, the resistance is strong. I'm being prepared for swings on both sides, and this is a it's a strategy that uh, works for me very well during kind of very quiet um, months, right? You feel, I feel like uh, what's happening with the crypto market is that, and it's very evident too, right? Where <laughs> even if big news gets announced, or right, even if big news hits the media, because we've been covering some pretty big, big pieces that were going on throughout the week, especially on the Monday live stream, but you can see that they have minimal impact on the market. So the market, it's kind of the response level is very, very low. Right now, the market's really deciding and I feel like at this current current point, there's no fear of missing out right now. Everyone's just kind of like kind of wondering, and this does happen. Um, you know, uh, I'll just say that upfront. Like, 
especially like if you guys remember, even in recent memory, just after the DeFi summer that was, uh, DeFi summer was crazy. You know, any sort of news just pushed the markets up like insane levels until one day it just collapsed a little bit. Well, not a little bit, quite a bit during last summer. And then it became very quiet for a while, right? You, you saw trade volumes go down. You see transaction costs go down. And I feel like that's what we're having right now. We're having this kind of like a like a break period almost for the market. And we're definitely seeing very strong, strong resistances here. So that's for Bitcoin. Ethereum is a very similar story as well, but it just didn't push up as much this uh, week. So at the max, we got to $2,600. But yeah, we're net, right now we're just kind of going down with Bitcoin as well. And Ethereum is kind of staying within these two points. It's, um, it's just the resistance that we saw is at really at 20 well, not, not 20 it says at three thousand dollars that that's where that real 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 resistance is right you see it bounce off you know on may the 20th 26 you saw it again at june and twice at june where it just bounced right back off at, when it tried to reach three thousand got rejected and now we're going down the good news for eve is that we do see support at around two thousand dollars we're approaching it so i'm actually outside telling nate today like, ethereum is looking a little bit yummy right now yeah. now <laughs> or at least it's, it's, it's a little more attractive. Um, there is right now like um, a lot of fear in the market when, when people are talking about the Bitcoin death cross. So people have been talking about that for, for quite some time. I'll, I'll bring that up while we're doing the market analysis right now. But <laughs> I love how people talk about it. Um, you know, I guess, I guess from um, there's two perspectives, right? Uh, I think the biggest perspective when you talk about something like a deaf cross is it freaks people out. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a cross and, and, and it's deaf. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those things that uh, even though it's not news, it becomes news. Right? I think this is the best part about uh, <laughs> uh, about the market. But yes, um, people are definitely very worried about this death cross as it looms over. So we saw, let me just throw this article up here. Here, this is an uh, um, article on CoinDesk. It says, Bitcoin holders become net buyers for the first time since October. As the death cross looms. The death cross is coming. Oh my God, guys. I just have to roll my eyes when I see things like this. I feel like it's, you know, it's stirring a drama. You know, we saw that last week too. You know, there was like massive predictions. Bitcoin's going to $10,000. And then there's another <laughs> prediction. Bitcoin's going to $80,000. <sighs> yeah, same piece of news too. Well, two, two different pieces of news, but one's just up, the other's down. So. It's, it's fear porn. It's fear porn. It's fear porn. It's fear porn and hope, hope me. Which hope is, me, yeah. Hope me. So, you know, that's that's uh, market behavior mentality. I think it's quite important to remember for you guys as well that um, I think one thing that's looking at the markets and something that's quite important to realize as well is that at any point of time, right, markets are balanced between the bears and the bulls. I think that's kind of important to realize that as well, where um, the market reaches this point of, you know, this current price and it's perfectly balanced because the buy and the uh, the cells are are kind of completely reaching that point. So, you know, the market doesn't have any more intelligence than we have. And if there's a discrepancy, if there's more bears and bulls, then you know one side's going to move up, right? So I think it's uh, that that was one of the kind of <laughs> funny points. If you read a lot of trading books as well, it's like you know they they stress that as well. It's like the market reaches this equilibrium, which is the current price that it's, that it's at, right? Um, and that, that does make a lot of sense in the situation here where. You know, we definitely see um, the market's kind of moving within, like it's kind of just trying to decide there's an indecision in the market right now, whether it want, uh, where it wants to go. So it, it's deciding not to go up, nor is it deciding to go down. That's why we're kind of getting stuck here. So anyways, uh, I'm just going to be a little bit more, you know, um, careful, I would say, about reading the news articles at this current point. All right, and then we're going to talk very quickly about everything else. We'll take a quick look, rather, at everything else up here. Uh, not too much movements, all right? Uh, it does seem to be quite balanced, I would say. Like, a lot of times when I look at the top 100s, I try to, I try to see what's happening in 24 hours and see uh, mm -hmm. where the general trend is. So you do see more red than there is green. That seems to be the case. But it doesn't seem to be too out of order. There's a there's a lot of coins just clustered in the middle. The movement's really clustered in the middle. It's just barely any movement. It's a quiet week right now, and that's that's just what it is, right? So, you know, <laughs> uh, it is what it is, right? And 
this is why I feel like at this current point, you know, because of how strong that resistance is and because of how strong uh, these kind of bars are that's holding both Bitcoin and Ethereum in there, I feel like there's no fear of missing out right now. I think that's kind of what the market's missing. There's no fear of missing out. People are feeling like, you know what? We have a long time to decide what we want. So, you know, Nate, how's your decision process? Are, 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 have you, are, are you in? Are you out? You know, have you traded again? You know, what's happening on your side? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm still in. I bought uh, last over last week and uh, I, like you said, it's pretty stable. Like there haven't been, there hasn't been enough price action to make me like panic sell or like FOMO buy, or it, it just hasn't been too much going on in, in general, which is okay. I think, I think uh, we're used to, I mean, since 2018, 2019, we're, we're kind of used to the prices being so stable. And we always have this joke saying that Bitcoin yeah. is the stable coin. <laughs> you know, Bitcoin is a stable coin now. Like there's like those memes with the, with the pirate, you know, it's like, look at me, I'm stable coin, you know, just, just stuff like that. Um, it's it's good. I think I think it needs time. The market needs time to kind of breathe. You know, just recover. And and if it's going to take off take off again, then it's going to take off. If it's going to dump, it's going to dump. So I think I think the market. Needs to, I think we're so we're we're so broken by the the bear markets. Yeah. I mean, we we both survived twenty seventeen till now, right? And you're like you like for me, I'm kind of just entering that mode, or like okay, look. You know, um, I don't. I don't believe that this is the entire the full bear market right now. Like, if that if that is, that's a completely different story. But, mm -hmm. but I think there are kind of these like pauses, right? And I, I definitely talked about there was one in after the DeFi summer. There was a big pause right there, right? right. Uh, where just frankly nothing happened for a while until all of a sudden we we aggressively moved up. So, uh, Will's chances, yeah, we quite weak, no FOMO. I, uh, that being said, you know, um, it's kind of funny. I mean, if Mark Cuban was aggressively tweeting for a while, I think during a bear market, this will move the markets. But sorry, during a bull market, this will move the markets. But right now, it's just like, eh, eh, chill, chill, relax, calm down. All right, so let's go. Let's, um, enough talk about the markets. Let's go slowly to the news. And we got a special guest joining us as well to just cover some extra news. So let's welcome crypto jemmy up onto the stage hey jemmy how is it going hello yeah how, great, um, great. thanks for asking thanks for helping me hello hey, thanks yeah. for having this me first time crypto jemmy's on the stream crypto jemmy has been doing a lot of amazing content as well in the space she has her own youtube channel she also has one of the best prettiest backgrounds i've ever seen so <laughs> let's just show her <laughs> she's uh she's uh she's over hong kong she's on the top of hong kong right now um so welcome how's how's, how's everything going you know do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself as well crypto jemmy i think just a little bit of delight delay on our side uh yeah so i i yeah there's a slight delay i'm so sorry i'm using the laptop mic Actually, I'm hearing myself. I I think I have to fix the microphone first. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no worries. It's a it's it's um it's getting everything ordered. That's that's the hard part, right? So um you both you'll probably be able to hear yourself, and I, I think you just have to mute the. Hello. Uh, yeah. Hello. Hello. Yep, we can hear you. But we can hear you. I we can hear I you. Know. All good. All right. I think maybe she Hi. muted herself. Uh, she muted us too. <laughs> All right, I think we're just, I'm just communicating. So let's let's move on to the news whilst we get this sorted. It's, um, it's getting everything ordered. Oh, let's we get this sorted. It's, um, it's getting everything. All right, let's, let's get, let's get, I think Jemmy's figuring out her mic. So, uh, let's get, okay. So Nate, let's go on to news. Let's talk about what's happening. Do you want to talk about the Mark Cuban stuff first? Yeah, I, yeah, I, we'll I just do the hilarious. Mark Cuban stuff first and then we can jump back. I'll yeah, stick all right, all right. Cool. All right. So, uh, do you want to bring that on your screen or do you want me to do it? Yeah, you can, you can bring it on my screen. Right, I'm right, I'll bring it. up your screen. Yeah, right, out of your screen. All right, boom. All right. Boom. All right, guys, I'll make this super lightning quick. Uh, Mark Cuban calls for DeFi regulation after crypto investment goes to zero. It's all fun and games in DeFi until you lose money and you wish you had consumer protections. So Mark Cuban got wrecked. Um, that's, that's plain and simple. He got wrecked and he's calling for regulation. And uh, the reason why he's, you know, it's, it's like a, 
it's all fun and games until you know somebody gets hurt and and when he's calling for regulation then suddenly everyone's like oh you know it's a cuban missile crisis like the chat was saying <laughs> and um <laughs> it's pretty good that's yeah, pretty good um and so this is what happened so like literally like a few weeks ago he wrote about it's it was a project called actually i'll talk about the project first it was called titan and uh essentially it's like a it's like a algorithmic stable coin and it's something that he personally invested in you know, essentially, and, and it's a it's a coin that that lost ninety nine percent of its value. And he wrote about it right here. He said, "I'm a small liquidity provider for QuickSwap. I provide two different tokens, Dai and Titan. So this is the Titan, and he has an initial of seventy five thousand dollars in the project. So he put seventy five k in there, and essentially, I guess he lost everything. And so what Iron Finance is saying? So it was Iron Finance that he invested in, and it's a it's a project that's built on Polygon." they said that they did a, a run on the banks obviously you know we're gonna have to go back and check through um i know that the projects can put out well well, well i think this is kind of funny right like the reason why i think this is kind of funny is because he's like DeFi is definitely like playing with fire right now and i think we all know that it's kind of like playing with fire right it's a situation where a lot of the stuff is new is experimental i mean this stuff is deployed on polygon so you know it's like frontier right because everyone loves polygon right now so it's it's one of the hippest areas beyond but uh there's kind of consequences to that too because if the transaction speed is extremely fast it gives extremely little time for projects to respond to events that happen so this kind of run on a bank situation is uh, it's kind of expected and we talked about this in relation to binance smart chain too where the farms mm. on binance smart chain they're much more vulnerable to economic exploits and this is clearly a situation where i feel like uh, i feel like mark cuban knew what he was doing i i feel like there's no no there's a situation where you know th there are people who are you know what people are saying like uh unsophisticated investigator uh investors that don't know what they're doing but i think this is clearly not a case right because mark cuban he's he's been you know rocking it and you know my experience with him is i watch him a lot on shark tank and dragon's den right you know i think he was on both of these um, channels at some point and he knows what he's doing right and he knows the dangers of this um and then you know he calls for regular and then he gets burnt by fire he's playing with fire right he's playing with fire you know fire is great I, i'm not i'm not criticizing fire because fire you need fire to cook food right that's the next evolution right. you need you need the fire to cook food but you're gonna get burnt eventually if you cook fire incorrectly uh, or use fire incorrectly and i think this is a situation where uh he did get burnt and i'm, I'm actually gonna be very brutal with uh on this with uh what mark cuban experienced because i feel like it's a situation where he backed a project that is extremely experimental because mm. uh with the way the iron finance worked and with how things were happening it, it wasn't fully collateralized it was semi-collateralized and it was creating kind of like this kind of it, it was it was trying to use this fractional um collateralized stablecoin model but there was a situation where, you know, it's it's fractionalized, right? And because it's new, right, what happens is that at, at a certain point, if people keep withdrawing and cashing out their stable coins, well, you're going to run out of fractional reserve, right? You're going to, your reserve's going to run dry. And it seems like that was what kind of brought iron down. So I'm just going to throw down the chart very quickly on this. And I think something that's kind of like... Like, yet again, I, I wasn't too involved in this, so I didn't touch iron. It's one of those situations where... You know, I'm kind of looking at this from an outsider's perspective, and it's very easy as an outsider to be very critical of everything that's going on. Hmm. But um, well, like, if you look at the charts, obviously it, it shot up to sixty dollars. Like he was drumming up interest. He was typing, like, oh, oh yeah, this is like the most amazing stuff in the world, right? You know, he, he's writing his articles. He's like talking, oh my god, uh, this iron swap fame. I mean, it went up to $60 um, and then it just got obliterated like pretty much like overnight all the way down to 0 0.00005. And, and the, the mechanics of this, right? Um, like they did an analysis of this where it was a situation where people removed the liquidity of iron USD. Then they sold iron, they sold Titan to iron and iron to USDC. So essentially they're just like dumping the stable coin and just basically the reserves get depleted and then boom, uh, Titan fell, right? Uh, <laughs> um, Titanfall. Titanfall. <laughs> like Titanfall. 
But yeah. there were some articles saying that, you know, Mark Cuban was one of the largest providers of liquidity. And it seemed to be the case that there weren't many other players in the system, too. And this is quite dangerous. And I feel like this is a situation where he might be, uh, some argue that the uh, interest from Binary, uh, billionaire investor Mark Cuban only exacerbated the situation as people discovered his DeWalt father wallet and alleged that he is a sole provider of Titan mm. Die on the Polygon shop. That that sounds sketch, man. That actually sounds yeah. a little bit sketch. Like he he he's he's pushing this, and this is something that I have to say and warn people about. Uh, you know how things uh, go on here, which is that these. Pe- very prominent and vocal investors always have something in mind when they put their face out there, mm. right? And this is something that uh, we should be well aware of. Like they have their own objectives, right? Whether to promote their own project, whether to get you know gain more wealth in themselves. You, you, I mean, it's the whole structure of you know, uh, like like I said, I know Mark Cuban from Dragon's Den and Shark Tank. You know, they're out to make money. These sharks are out to make money. He's a shark, right? Yeah. Like he's yep. a shark doing DeFi. I think, you know, I, I do think maybe there was something sketchy going on. I mean, like who knows what, what what's going on behind the scenes. But yet again, it's a situation that he backed something extremely experimental. And then I think, you know, he fell either victim to it or he got caught doing something mm-hmm. that, you know, I think that was not too great. So I'm hoping our community were safe from this. I'm hoping, you know, uh, Dan, Daniel O'Kane says they, Cuban pull a rug. Who knows if Cuban did himself if he was intentionally trying to do it? But um, yeah, like it, it wasn't. It, this this definitely wasn't a good situation for both him and the, the the DeFi community. I think, and I think it's a stark reminder to say that you know when it comes to DeFi, right? When it comes to DeFi, uh, things can get very crazy very very quickly and it's extremely extremely experimental i think if if any lessons are learned from this is that DeFi is extremely experimental especially when you're dealing with under collateralized assets right mm-hmm. when you fully collateralize like with the die uh you know die is you know supposedly on paper more stable because it's vastly over over collateralized but at the same time you know, even the die can go under, you know, some runs sometimes, especially when Eve crashes in value mm-hmm. and we've seen instability there. So anyways, um, that's that's way that's the I think that's the way Kofi crumbles. All right. Let's see. Mm-hmm. With, uh, let's go back to a little bit with uh, Jemmy. And we're also going to have a special guest coming on soon from Sienna. So, yeah, there's going to be a pre packed episode. So, Jemmy, let's uh, let's let's see if everything's working well. Uh, how's it going, Jemmy? Hello, it's going great. So, so sorry about the microphone, by the way. No worries, it's great. It's great. I mean, this is the this is the hard part with tech, right? Uh, it's, yeah. It's always uh, hell to set up, but once you set it up, it's gonna be amazing. So, Jemmy, all right, um, Jemmy, we also have. I'm just gonna tell you a little bit about how this works right here. So you can have the option to share your screen as well. Jemmy actually prepared a few news articles for us to share too, uh, whilst we're at it. So, um, uh, how, what how we're do gonna share do. My screen? Uh, it's on the bottom. Do you see the share? So bottom middle side, there's a share button. Oh, yeah. And it, yep. you can click that and I can bring that onto the screen as well for us here. So uh, I'll teach you the ropes. This is the online online teaching segment for how to use Stream Deck. So Thank you. <laughs> anyways, let, let me go through the news very quickly. I'll, Jimmy, you can share your screen if you can, and then we'll go over. But uh, I'll go over some quick stuff very quickly and uh, we'll continue on with this segment. So first and foremost, we got Travala. If you guys know Travala, you can use it right now to travel and book hotels if you can ever travel. <laughs> but they're taking this time <laughs> to launch a new Airbnb type service. So it's called D Travel. So they're bringing basically a network. So, so the, the cool thing I think that, that to mention here is they already have a network of providers that want people who want to provide accommodation. And they're just kind of at, they're kind of adding that and building this whole entire network, which is kind of cool. And if you guys know D Travel, D Travel is a very much a fan favorite. It's a it's a way to travel with your cryptocurrencies, and people love it. Like people love that a lot. It's it. Um, I've been like uh, dying, kind of dying to use it because you know it's it's a much easier way to you know, get directly use crypto to travel. So that's kind of 
coming up and yeah that's something that's kind of interesting because with airbnb right now i think this is like a prime time to strike because every every homeowner right now right because of the travel kind of ban that we're having they're dying to get you know more business right and this is why i feel like this building that network can be super fast here next we also have korean exchanges they're banned from handling coins they issued themselves oh, <laughs> dude <laughs> really really Hmm. Well, okay. This is like this is like uh, this is kind of obvious too, right? Almost yeah. in a way, you know, like so, it's on. like it's like leaving the rabbits in charge of the carrots, right? Or the rabbits in charge of the lettuce, because that's kind of what's happening with these crypto exchanges right now, right? They get to issue their own coins, like that's kind of what Binance is doing. They also get to put it on the market, and they get to kind of decide what's happening in the back end, and they have access to all their information. So. Apparently in South Korea, they, there's a ban right now. So they're, they're saying, you know what, guys, you you can't handle the cryptocurrencies you issue yourselves. I, I think that's actually pretty. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know. It makes sense, right? It makes sense. You know that that, that you know, you, know you, go to the, you go to these banks, and you know this is a such current situation with a lot of banking institutions too, right? And they, they call it the China Wall, right? Where you know, they have clients on both sides, right, of the trade and they're running the exchange and they have this China wall. But we kind of know it doesn't work very well. So I guess it kind of does make sense uh, for them to do it. So, but anyways, I, I find that this, this is long overdue. All right, we talked about DevCross already. We're going to, uh, we got feds playing around with stuff. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, Love the fun. The greater market. <laughs> the greater market is here. The greater market. The greater market is coming. Do, 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 do you need it? Nate? Do, do you have anything to say to this, or should we just like you know, chalk it up to about you know, gold? Fed, that's what. Oh, oh about the Fed. Uh, I mean, the Fed is gonna. They're they're gonna try to get in on Bitcoin. You know, um, bottom I, line. They, I, I just feel like they're in such a bad position right now. But anyways, uh, I will leave it at that. I feel like, you know, with just the amount of USD being printed, they're in a bad position. They got to be pretty much on emergency mode. All right. We got this one. Do you want to cover this, Nate, very quickly? Shiba, Inu listed on Coinbase Pro. Yeah, Shiba, 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 the one that Vitalik dumped is launching on Coinbase Pro. I mean, come on. Like, I get it. They listed Doge. I mean, it's cool. Like, these projects... They're all for community. I get it, but I mean, they're not for I, community I mean, though. Okay, okay, they're, they are for community, but they're in it for the money, right? right. It, it, it's clear. It's clear that you know people love trading Doge. That's why Coinbase got on that in the first place, right? Mm -hmm. Like they love that Doge. They love that money because they make money. Whether people move, like regardless of whether people win or lose, Coinbase is gonna make money, right? right. And like, I, I feel like they. they 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 need to push up the figures for Q2, Q3, Q4, right? This is I think this is the kind of the issue, right? Now that they're listed, right? Now that they're publicly listed, they need to present some very positive results, especially because right. Q1 was such such a killer, right? Q1 Coinbase reported such killer earnings, you know, like it, it, they were they were at you know the market exploding. They want to kind of kind of continue to project that, and the only way they can do this is to just encourage trade. So like. I kind of feel like that they're just like they jumped the shark at, at Shiba Inu because you know, like like you said, the first thing that you said out here is that Shiba Inu is um largely controlled by Vitalik, right? They they sent yeah. half the supply to Vitalik and Vitalik was the one that kind of rug pulled on it. It, it wasn't a kind of rug pulled, it was a full yeah, rug yeah. pull where he started dumping his Shiba holdings straight into the market and just causing gigantic crashes on the market. This is why Shiba couldn't grow. So it's a situation where I feel like you know, a lot of people trust Coinbase. They're like, oh yeah, Coinbase yeah. is big, big listing is a big thing and it brings a lot of legitimacy. But like here, I think there's like li very little legitimacy that was brought. Um, you know, it, it, it probably, it's, it's going to start destroying their name. And yeah. we've got Llama 666s um, here. Coinbase is just catching up to Binance. Keck. Keck. I mean, like, that's what I was going to say. Like, I feel like Coinbase is just exploiting the retail investors right now like you know my my family they use a lot of like some close family members they're they're a little bit older than i am they use coinbase you know and anything that lists on coinbase it's like that's you know especially here in america like you don't really have a lot of options you know what i mean like mm -hmm. so coinbase and gemini like those are the main 
that's how most people buy. And so it's like people will buy anything that Coinbase lists. And I think that's kind of exploiting them in a way, you know? So I, I just Absolutely. feel like, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's pretty brutal. It's pretty brutal. Anyway, so I think we, we have a special guest as well. He's been waiting on for some time. So let's he's knocking on the door and we're gonna let him in and we're gonna figure out what's happening. And this is a this is a quite a larger issue as well. So we're gonna be uh pretty exciting. So we're gonna bring Monty on board. So it looks gonna say hi to Monty. We're also gonna have Jemmy on board too. We're gonna have Jemmy to say hi over here as well. Hey Monty, how's it going? It's 4 30 a.m. So if I'm useless, <laughs> if I'm sorry. If he doesn't work, then excuse me for my um, for my sleepiness. Uh, apologies, apologies. This is four thirty a.m. over there. So you're you're in the you're in Europe. You're a European viewer. Uh, correct. So I'm um, I'm actually um, in a place called Brighton, which is mm, I love Brighton. I love Brighton. There's a, there's a UFO thing over there, right? There is a UFO thing. There is a nice beach pier. That's great. Absolutely, everybody knows Brighton. I mean, it's a lot, a, lot, a lot. It's fifty miles south of London, right? So it's about an hour, and it's a mixture between kind of Austin, Vancouver, and San Francisco. Lots mm. of foreign language students, uh, and at mm. the moment during lockdown, it's probably the best place in the world to be. I mean, there's uh, there's a transportation revolution going on here. You know, we have the only green member of parliament in the whole of the country. You know, the south of uh, the UK is, you know, kind of right Tory, uh, but the the policies that they've set in, everyone's got a skateboard, every woman's got a chest tattoo or a, you know, tattooed legs. You know, there's people on skateboards, hoverboards, um, you know, electric scooters. It's just great, but the beach itself is useless. The beach is just rocks. There's no <laughs> sand. That's, that's the only bad thing. But um, it's uh, yeah, it's a cool place to be at the moment. I mean, I'm a massive Londoner, right? You know what I mean? It's like I've lived all over London. Um, but at the moment, I'm spending, you know, I'm not running up on the train to have meetings in London. I'm trying to get people to come down here, and a lot of people are doing it. So you're welcome at any time. Awesome, and I hope those AT, um, uh, Bitcoin ATMs work there. I, I was actually there trying to test out your Bitcoin ATMs. But anyways, regardless, let's talk about Sienna. So uh, you're part of Sienna. Uh, Sienna, you guys are doing privacy DeFi, privacy first DeFi, right? Mm -hmm. um, can you tell me a little bit about it? You know, like uh, give me a quick summary rundown of what's going on here. Well, it's funny, funny enough, and this is pretty. Um, this is a bit of shilling, and I, and I apologize for it uh, uh, for it in advance, but. I mean, I came to the, the crypto scene probably about four years ago um, uh, and started getting paid in Ethereum, um, which I thought was a good idea. I've never been a... Great idea. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I've never been an early adopter. Well, more like a kind of an evening adopter nowadays, a lunchtime adopter. Um, but we were... there were Some of us we were kind of entrepreneurs and interested in new things. Um, and there's an island just off the coast of Ireland called Lambay Island. Um, it was owned by um, uh, the ba Barings Bank. I don't know if you remember about Barings Bank that went bust a few years ago. Uh, so it's the kind of place where people get together. You know, you fly over, fly over there, have some meal, some food, etc. Um, and then crypto came up, and it took some time for me to understand. Um, but but I got involved in it at that time, um, and I and I and I came in basically as someone as a decentralist. You know what I mean? Like, as a as, you know, I don't think centralism works in any way, whether it's government or, you know, whether it's money or anything, you know, 150 people, we all have 150 people in our network, we can talk to each other, we get on very well, you know what I mean, we're all pretty pretty kind to each other. If, if Michael, if, I, if you were in a, in a cafe next to me and turned to me and said, hey, Monty, can you pass me the salt? I'm not going to say, fuck you, no, you can't have the salt. Unless you give me five pounds or five dollars, I always pass you the salt. You know what I mean. So we're, we're generally kind. Um, sorry, I just swore. Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, of course, of course. Oh, thank fuck for that. That's good. That's, <laughs> the, way, that's the way we talk. Um, yeah. So I mean, I'm just trying to give you a bit, a bit, bit of background that the kind of segues into Sienna. So I've, you know, I have have a, I've a pretty pretty varied history but one of the things i have done is that i've spoken at more than 200 global events uh, i've interviewed john mcafee three times you know spent some time on his yacht 
that's probably not for broadcast, but um, yeah, that was a great deal of fun. John, hope you're well, man. Uh, and Janet, hope you're well as well. Um, uh, and then I, I gradually kind of, you know, Brock Pierce, people like that, you know, Roger Veer, mm-hmm. you know, all of those guys. Um, and I, I suppose I came into it from a, an authentic direction as if like, whoa, this is interesting. But there are, there are quite a few evangelists here, but there's quite a few idiots as well. You, you know what I mean? That people I wouldn't have around my house for dinner, you know, or I probably would tell them to go away if they asked me to pass them the salt at the cafe. You know what I mean? Um, so I was trying to work my, work my way through it to, to, to get to, to get through it all and to work out what was going on. Um, and then I had all of my ether stolen, you know, from uh, my wallet, which is, is quite a lot of money now, right? It was 163 ether. Um, so, well, I mean, yeah, it's a house, right? Yeah, it's really hear that. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, but I've got a reasonable reputation. You, you know, you know what I mean. I know a lot of people in the space. There's a lot, a lot of hackers, black hat, mm-hmm. white hat. Um, and we tried everything to get that money back, right? You know what I mean. I wrote a piece for the BBC about it. Stupid cryptocurrency tech journalist loses twenty five thousand pounds. That was great. That was great for me. I got loads of, you know, what an idiot, what an idiot, what an idiot I got, you know. Well, I wrote it calling myself an idiot. Why would you call me an idiot, you idiot? <laughs> and and I, just to put that into context, apart from a, like a rambling story, it was, was that it put me off, right? Do you know what I mean? I had bounty hunters in New York, sure, trying to attack everything, you know. It, it was disappeared uh, onto, onto Binance, tried to stop the... Uh, Tried to stop the transaction, obviously mutable, um, everything. Yeah, I'm still, I mean, I, I set up a, a podcast last year called Blockspeak.io, and I was interviewing, uh, you know, CZ and, all, you know, all the people I mentioned, and I kept mentioning the, the, the theft of my ether, but <laughs> I still haven't got no it No one's going to get it back. No one's going to get it back. Sorry. You know, no, CZ's I mean, not going to reach into his wallet. Oh, oh, it's here all along. Oh, oh yeah, yes. It's, it's, it was in my pocket. No, oh, no, 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 no. Like, you, know, you know what I mean? All right, all right. So, 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 anyways, let, let's. Uh, so, 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 leading on to that. So, so, yeah. why Sienna? So, what's what's happening here? Well, okay, I suppose so. The, the offers came in quite, but I, I came back into it when I started doing the podcast under lockdown, and started, and I realised. I mean, I write for the Economist, I write for the BBC, still, still write for the FT. You know, I write a weekly column which I need to write later. I'd be probably too tired to do it. The city and there were quite a few people knocking on my door to be on their decks. You know what I mean? I'm not saying I'm a big guy or anything like that, but there were a lot of things that I turned down. And then Sienna knocked on my door, and I thought, "Whoa, this is amazing!" You know what I mean? I want to be involved. Um, so that was at the start of the year. Uh, Danish co-founders from Denmark. You know, one of these guys I've met at a couple of conferences. Another guy who's the genius. I can't mention his name. Um, uh, I'd met at the Swedish, uh, the US embassy in Stockholm, uh, you know, a, a, a genius, you know. So uh, it took me some time to understand what it was because I, you know, I knew about DeFi to a certain extent, but I didn't understand exactly what um, privacy DeFi was. So, you know, basically the story is, is what we're trying to do is that we're trying to introduce a new interconnected uh, DeFi protocol that allows completely private lending, borrowing, and trading experience with, well, I suppose the best scalability and, more importantly, low trans tra- low transaction fees. I mean, we all know about the problem with front-running. I won't, you know, um, belittle your audience and explaining that. I'm sure that, I'm sure you know what that is. Um, but, we, you know, we're going to create a bridge for ERC-20 tokens to ensure compatibility with the Ethereum ecosystem my old friend Ethereum. Um, and then we'd be making, you know, digital money, digital money markets effective and fungible, you know, for everybody, open for institutional uh, uh, investors. And on top so, of that, so this, is kind of, of, this is kind of, yeah. sorry, sorry to interrupt you there. So this is kind of yeah. interesting because like, I, I'm just going to bring you back a little bit, right? Because, mm. you know, I think we've got to contrast that with the current DeFi ecosystem here, which is, um, you know, if you're on Ethereum, if you're using Uniswap, everyone can see what's going on right right i think that's that's kind of the biggest um 
the 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 currently the best part of it and the worst part of it. Um, Absolutely. You know, it's it's great because uh, we can analyze what who's trading what, um, and who's providing liquidity, uh, when they're dumping, and with just situations where we watch wallets, right? Um, and this is not you know, and and you know if if this was you know, uh, anywhere else, you'd be kind of accused of spying on people, right? Why are you spying on these people? And But you can do that in crypto, right? You can do that on Ethereum. You can watch an Ethereum wallet and you get alerts, right? You get alerts when this guy buys or sells or something happens. Um, and, you, and even more than that, um, something crazy about Ethereum is that not only is it not private, but when an order is broadcasted, not, not confirmed, when it's just broadcasted, uh, that you get notified before it gets confirmed, which is a big issue for front running. So, so here, what are you trying to solve? Like, I guess, are you trying to solve all of these issues? Are you trying to uh, solve uh, trading issues? Or what are you trying to solve here? Well, I mean, there would be an emphasis on trading, I suppose. I think it's 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 like any other form of uh, bullying capitalism. I think you, you know what I mean. It, it, you're right. It's the best thing and the worst thing is that it can be seen. But Michael, Nathan, and Jimmy, I mean, if, if I had access to your bank account and I wanted to, you know, if, 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 if I could see what you were doing, you know, it would be like, it would be like I would be the founder of the cookie, right? And then I, but then I would become a great cookie monster because I could do anything that I knew about you. I could gobble up all of your transactions, know what you were doing, uh, and then probably make you do things that you didn't want to do, right? So the notion of, privacy in that respect especially when it comes to your into your financial transactions is very different from anonymity right and and i i i would i've been listening to you guys for the last hour or so i mean michael you're a fabulous host mate honestly i've done a lot of podcasts and a lot of shows you're, you're really good at what you do mate you know what i mean but it's it's the it's the kind of it's it, anonymity implies something wrong and I think we all know the trope of anonymous drug dealer, anonymous arms dealer, anonymous terrorist, right? I think we have to make a really, really big, you know, differential between anonymity and privacy, right? I respect your privacy, but I'm not anonymous. You know, that's, that's one of the most important things. And I think that's one of the things that we need to do as a company, but also need, you know, as part of this whole ecosystem, as you referred to earlier, is you know and i heard you speak earlier about DeFi itself is that we need to kind of you know upgrade the the, the opinion that people have have of it right mm. so what we're trying to do is to, is to protect people from front running especially when it comes to trading with someone coming in with a massive gas fee at the last minute to hijack what you're doing because they can see what you're doing and i know this sounds very utopian and i'm the evangelist and the core contributor to the cnn network but they're more democratic, you know, something that's fairer uh, in the way that this is done. And, and, and the one thing that I would say is that, you know, the things that annoy me about this industry are pump and dump and, you know, scammers and bots and all this bullshit. Do you know what I mean? But we are here long term, right? We're not going away. You know, the vesting for the founders is a long time. You know, we want to, again, it sounds utopian, to improve the business. But that's pretty much what we want to do. Awesome, yeah. awesome. And I, I, I was like, at a certain point, you know, when we're talking about Mark Cuban, I thought, you know, you could almost chime in a bit because, you know, you know, I, I kind of just want to zoom out and, you know, talk about DeFi with you because, you know, you've been in journalism for a long time, right? You know, you, you, you've seen technologies come and go. Like, what's your take on DeFi? You know, like mm. the, when you first got introduced to it, you know, were you surprised? You know, what was your take? Well, I mean, I'd, I'd written a lot for the BBC um, about fintech, right? Because, mm -hmm. you know, London's pretty much, I mean, I think the numbers for, for London fintech, even this year, are extraordinary, you know what I mean? And it was, what I suppose I was interested in the future of money. You know, I, I, I'm one of these guys where there's, all much, uh, there's always too much month left at the end of the money, if you know what I mean. I, I'd always run out around the 19th of... Uh, March or the 21st of October because I spent it too quickly. Um, but, and I didn't really understand money. You know, in this country, you know, we're supposed to be a first world country. 
financial education for kids at school is non-existent still to this day. You know yeah. what I mean? It's a huge mm. thing, you, you know. But I, but I didn't know anything about money. And to be fair, I was anti-capitalist, you know what I mean, in those days when we were all young and idealistic. Um, so so I started to realise I've been, I've been ripped off for years. You know what I mean? Even using an ATM, not for Bitcoin, but just, you know, going to France to get some euros or going to here to get to use because my habits with money were so ingrained. And, and I do like cash, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but you know, I was probably the perfect customer for a bank. You know, really. Mm. I'll just give you one story about why the traditional banking system sucks to use kind of American terminology. I was in Brighton about four years ago. Uh, I took out a hundred pounds from a, from, a, from a cash point on London Road. This is like you know, Skid Row. This place. It's really yeah. interesting. There's lots of interesting people, but you know, lots of heroin addicts and all that stuff. Um, so I forgot to take my money out. Of the cash point, 100 pounds, you know, 140 dollars American dollars. Um, idiot, me, you know what I mean? Rang out the bank, said sorry. Um, I've been a, I've been a perfect customer for 25 years. They've ripped me off for 25 years. And I said, well, can I have my money back? You know, as if someone had, you know, stolen it from my account. <laughs> oh boy! And they said it's going to take six weeks to check. I said. Doesn't that make stupidness sense that it's going to cost you thousands of pounds to check the camera, to do this? Just give me my money back. I'm a good guy, you know. So that was the stupidity of it. On the back of that, the bank, which will remain unnamed just for uh, manners and, and respect, uh, suddenly they invite me now because I wrote about it for the BBC, you know, um, meet, the, meet, the, meet the banks of the future. You might even like them. I think that was the headline. So they took me to this building in London and they took me out for lunch and everything like that. And they were so... The moment they realised you're a journalist, right? The moment yeah. they realised you I know, a it's voice. the first time oh. in 30 years they've done anything until they've read this article. So I, I ordered the most expensive things on the lunch, lobster or whatever, you know what I mean? And then they, they thought they were really hip. And they said, <laughs> oh, you know what we do? We, we are so sophisticated and trendy that some of our people who work at one of the biggest banks in the world, they go out and get a sandwich and they use Bitcoin. Oh! <laughs> it's like how you realise that you're, you're eating yourself. You know what I mean? You're eating yourself <laughs> complaining about the salad. You know what I mean? Why do you bite yourself and kill yourself? You're, you're moaning about the salad on the side of the plate. So from that point, it was a bit of a mission for oh. me. Right, just to find out as much as I could about other systems, right? Decentralized doesn't work. I don't yeah. think when it comes to political uh, anything like that. You know, I still maintain some firebrand in me. You know what I mean? I'm not, no, I'm not uh, rage against the dying of the light. I think the poet once said. Um, but the more I delved into DeFi, I kind of looked at it and thought, decentralized finance. Obviously, it sounds great. You know what I mean? The middleman is taken away, like pretty much, you know, anything about crypto. Um, but then I didn't know anything about front running. And I didn't know anything about this, you, you know. And then the more I dug into it, I mean, Sienna is built on secret network. You know, Tor, Bear is a is top man. You know what I mean? You know, we, we, we wanted to raise, well, we were going to raise between five and $700,000, right? We raised 11.2 million. You know, pub, the pub, private sale was 10, the public sale was 1.2, um, uh, and we turn, we were turning people away. I mean, there's a there's a great sporting personality here. He's a, he's a racehorse jockey. I mean, we had to turn him away because, you know, it, you, you know well, I still want him back, actually. I will get him back. Um, mm -hmm. um, and the more I dug into it, the more I realised that, you know, secrets really interesting. My first question was, well, anonymity, then I was put right, mm. was it privacy, right? Okay, mm -hmm. so that's, this is not bullshit. This is a good thing. Um, and I can tell you, right, I've worked, at, I was I was a communications director for, for, for the first series of Big Brother in the UK, right? Mm -hmm. I worked for a company, we were offered the game Angry Birds for $251,000 for 51% share, and we failed Angry Birds, you know what I mean? I've, I've been around the world, you know what I mean? My last gig was with Kim Kardashian in Armenia, 
You know, I've done right. weird stuff. I've been a Bollywood actor in India. You know, I mean, it was bad in bang, bang, two movies and a drug dealer. You know, I've been a motorcycle dispatch rider when, when it wasn't delivery wages, when it was big wages. But I have never met people like this at Siena, right? You know, right. there's only two guys there that I've ever met. The rest of the team, we have a call like this every week and we are, we are laughing and laughing and laughing. And the intelligence of the people that I work with and what they're trying to do, and I just want to iterate this again for the last time. Um, and I know we're running out of time. It's like being on stage again. Wow. Um, is that we're in it long term, right? We're all evangelists to the, and core contributors mm. to the CNN Network project because we believe people need a better deal. Yeah. I think so. And I think I think the, the thing of privacy, I think, is exactly what you said at the start. A lot of people have the misconception that, oh, this is for terror funding terrorism or something. But, you know, um, people don't realize how transparent the blockchain is. Right. Yeah. People don't realize how you can just completely just click a button, spy on someone perpetually uh, on the wallet, what they do, everything, every one of their actions. So having that privacy is uh, is what we already are used to i think that's that's kind of the the uh, i guess the point that i'm i you know the reason why i'm interested in uh sienna is before that reason as well it's like once people start realizing because like i think at a certain point we're still in you know trading dog coins and people don't realize how you know uh how, how crypto really works but once they start realizing how it works i think that's kind of important um i'm gonna bring the, the stage light to jemmy everyone's asking for to jemmy to speak and jemmy's actually birthed like uh, quite a few pieces of news but i think I, we were asking her to cut it down a bit because we have uh roughly around 10 minutes left here so jemmy do you want to talk about your piece of news that you are bringing us today uh <laughs> uh which is with the, the micro strategy uh, one micro strategy one exactly michael saver yeah. Michael yeah. Do do I have to share my screen again? Because I was trying to share it, but I just got disappeared. I don't know why. Um, you can try to share it. Um, either or, up to you. Okay, sure. People are loving your accent, by the way. People are like, "Oh, we love, Thank we you. love Jenny. Like uh, our accents amazing." Yeah, I like your accent as well. It's amazing. It's quite posh. Thank you. Uh, can you guys see my screen now? Let me give me a sec. Uh, Jemmy's screen, throwing that on. All right, here we go. That's Jemmy's screen. Okay, sure. Right, yeah. uh, so I have prepared MicroStrategy news for you guys. So uh, MicroStrategy may sell $1 billion in stock to buy more Bitcoin. So the cloud software company today, well, not today exactly, filed paperwork with the SEC for a proposed public sale of Class A common stock via an open market sale agreement. This type of open-ended agreement allows the firm to sell stock from time to time depending on its needs. Literally, Michael Saylor was saying they intend to use the net proceeds from the sale of any Class A common stock over under this prospectus for general corporate purposes, including the acquisition of Bitcoin. I mean, <laughs> I'm a bull I mean, I'm really bullish on Bitcoin, but I, I've got to say, it's really, really um, a boat move, though. I mean, what, what do you guys reckon? Maybe I'm just too conservative. I think it's great. I mean, this guy has been super bullish forever on Bitcoin, right? Uh, loving loving how Micro Sailor has been just pumping it, uh, you know, being so active. And I think it's like... Um, you know, throughout these two weeks, I think uh, people were very concerned that these big firms were selling Bitcoin. I think uh, my, not so much about MicroStrategy, but more on Tesla. Remember, that's why, you know, Elon Musk had to tweet and say, oh, yeah, you know, I've only sold around 10%. Uh, Michael Saylor's is going doubling down. You know, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing whatever I can. You know, this is this is a guy, this is where I think actions speak louder than words. I mean, obviously, it's it's pending action. But I feel like it is a situation where, you know, he's been aggressively buying Bitcoin for a long time. And, and just echoing the point that Monty was saying earlier, you know, people who are here for the long term are really here for the long term. I think that's the, um, you know, I think it's it's sometimes people who, who the long term thinkers aren't here for like they don't have the loudest voice, especially during a bull market where, you know, uh, if you look at all the TikTok you know, TikTok coin pickers, 
<laughs> it's it's like Dogecoin and you know Shiba and Come Rockets. You know, it's um, I think it's refreshing to to have those voices come back and become louder again during times like this. I mean, obviously, if this was a bull market, this was this would probably cause some changes on the market too. But you know, now that we're kind of quiet right now, this just becomes you know quiet news. And I think that's probably he what he wants too. I mean, he can buy it. You know, slowly without drastically affecting the underlying price of Bitcoin, that's all the better for him, right? So, anyways, I feel like that's some very positive news um, going on. So, thanks, Jemmy, for that. Um, you also had an SEC article. Do you want to talk about that too, Jemmy, or whilst you're at it? Uh, yeah, sure. So, uh, the SEC has no plans to regulate Bitcoin in 2021. So, the SEC has released its 2021 regulatory agenda. Uh, which is the things that SEC is going after and has let Bitcoin and cryptocurrency out. Instead, its focus is on short selling, a topic that has grown into a heated debate in the wake of the meme stock craze with GME and AMC. I mean, this is definitely very, very positive news. And I think one of the reasons why SEC is not going, uh, going after Bitcoin is actually because of this guy, Gary Gensler. So... Um, if you if you search this guy on YouTube, you can actually see he's 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 really into Bitcoin and blockchain. Like right here, you can you can uh, search his um, lectures if you guys are interested. He's teaching uh, people what what blockchain and Bitcoin are. So he he has a clear understanding of what that is. So yeah, I think it's really really bullish news. I think that's actually quite interesting because, like, it's bullish and it's also sad at the same time, I'll say. Like, you know, cryptocurrency, there's a lot of stuff that's really messed up in here. You know, especially during a bull market, you know, you see just, like, rug pulls everywhere and you see, um, you know, just total garbage, right? But... Mm -hmm. They're not chasing it. You know why? Because there's bigger fires to fight, right? <laughs> so I feel like that's kind of sad. It's like they're, they're, they're going after game stomps, the meme coins. I mean, it, it goes to show how messed up the current markets are. I think um, uh, the current markets aren't prepared for Gen Z. I think that's the, that's the way it is. There are more people investing now, especially in the 20s, especially uh, the, the accessibility of investments have greatly increased. And as a response to that, um, social media also, you know, that greatly changed how people kind of get their information. And uh, it's to a point where, yeah, like the SEC has much bigger fires to fight. There's um, So it's, it's kind of sad. I think, you know, regulation at some point needs to come for products that are managed, uh, that are not protocols, I would say. Like if there's a company, I think there needs to be kind of disclosure about what's going on, especially when it comes to because you hear these horror stories, too, where, you know, founders just dump their, their stash of coins. Right. This was something that normally you have to file with the SEC where, you know, if, if a company wants to sell or buy their own coin, they need to do it. But, you know, um, this is why I want to see that there's a kind of a line between, you know, uh, product or utility oriented coins versus kind of currency something like bitcoin where this is like it's um you know it's it's a fair launch there's no founders there's no founders coins there's no foundation holding it so um yeah um uh, you know there's you know pros and cons to both sides i think you know um having regulation for stuff that should be securities should be there i mean if they act like a security. If they quack like a duck, they should be regulated like a duck, right? <laughs> uh, in that sense. But anyways, I, I feel like there's bigger fires to fight right now. I think that's where the SEC is busy. So maybe we'll see what's going to happen. Monty, you got something to say to that as well? I think you, you, you wanted to yeah, comment. Well, I, I suppose in a strange way I do, it's that when it comes to regulation, I think, you know, to, 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 to belabor a metaphor, uh, we need to front-run regulation, right? You know what I mean? This stuff is coming down the line. Yeah, that's cool. Especially if there is that kind of, you know, feeling that you know privacy is anonymity. You know, we, we need to to manage that on a marketing basis as an industry, uh, as well as a kind of as a, as a PR basis as well. You know what I mean? Um, uh, and, and that's why I would say to that. I would would also just shit a little bit about Sienna. Uh, Sienna Swap is launching um, in the next couple of weeks. We're very excited about it. We're not just about a coin. Or about liquidity providers, um, and, and and I had a conversation with Sir Tim Berners Lee uh, two days ago, um, 
the founder of the internet, basically, British guy, amazing guy. Um, I'm interviewing him, hopefully as well as you, Michael, um, on the 28th of June. And we were talking about privacy, you know, in, I mean, it's kind of a little bit confidential. Uh, he's a very private man himself and will only appear on panels that are not just white men, which is great because I agree with that. But he was, he was very, very proactive about what we were trying to do because, you know, everyone wanted everything to be an amazing utopian world when it came to privacy in the first place. You know, we wanted to, the internet was supposed to set us free when it's, you know, in many ways it's infected infected everything and infected all of us and you know whether it's a crypto theft or or front running it needs to be fixed it needs to be done better you know what i mean so sienna swap was our is our, is our biggest bit of news um a conversation with the founder of the internet about sienna network is a great challenge for me in 10 days time and i have to be on my game um but you know michael I mean, what you're doing here with the shows i mean i i i've you know my my blog uh, sorry my blog my um, my pod i suppose um this is a great show i really really thank enjoyed you. it and i'm going to tune in i'm going to be thank watching the show. and thank i really appreciate so really appreciate the invitation to to speak you know a little bit about what we're doing but again just reinforce you know i suppose it's final words is that you know privacy is not an anode god too early in the morning privacy is not anonymity um, nice. Uh, and we're and long term is better than short term. That's it, really, for my side. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Martin, nice. for coming on board. I see the light coming in. So good morning to you, sir. <laughs> and we got Jemmy coming in. Thank you so much, Jemmy. We'd love to hear your lovely voice, Nathan. Thank you so much. We're gonna be tuning in on Monday at 11 a.m. Hong Kong time. We're gonna set the stream on there. So guys, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure you smash up those likes if you guys like the content here. Really, really enjoy. Uh, um, talking to everyone here. So I hope you guys can smash the likes. Also check out the podcast that Monty is running, you know, having the experience looking at the tech space. I think that's a great angle today. Mm -hmm. And obviously check out Sienna Swap coming on soon. So guys, thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you guys and see you guys next time. Cheers. Mm -hmm. Bye guys. Mm -hmm. All right.